John uh, is where we're going to begin. I'd like to invite you to stand as we read our text from 1 John chapter number 4 and uh, verse number 11 down through verse number 16. First John 4 and verse number 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. And no man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him, for He in us, because He hath given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. And whosoever, uh, whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in Him, and He uh, in God. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that You bless our time together around Your Word this morning. Uh, speak to our hearts, please, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. Uh, also, if you'll make your way over to John uh, chapter number 1. John chapter number 1. Uh, the <clears throat> other day <clears throat> when we were in uh, Wisconsin, I've asked you to pray for a gentleman uh, that uh, I'm witnessing to. And uh, he uh, sent me a text uh, while we were there uh, and uh, you know, said, sorry to bother you, whatever. But the question was, uh, is Jesus God, um, or is He the Son of God? Now, the answer to that is He's both, all right? Uh, but I gave Him briefly uh, in my return text uh, that we believe uh, in a triune God, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, our one God. Uh, and it's a deep, it's a deep subject, and, uh, but uh, we believe in a trinity, a triune God, uh, and uh, that Jesus is God. Uh, incarnate, that uh, God became man. He took on flesh, uh, was born uh, in Bethlehem, uh, and, uh, and, and came uh, for the express purpose of becoming uh, our substitute. So he came uh, to die uh, in, that, uh, in that instance. And so we celebrate uh, Christmas, celebrate his birth, and, uh, but we also know that uh, in order for us to be saved, uh, he needed to come uh, and shed his blood uh, at Calvary. So the answer is that Jesus is both God and He is the Son of God. Uh, but, uh, and, and by the way, tonight in our evening service, uh, we're going to look at a bunch of verses, uh, passages uh, about uh, scriptures that prove and show that Jesus uh, is God, and, and we're going to spend time. But I, I had you turn to John 1. Uh, the Bible says in the beginning, verse John 1, verse number 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And so we know that Jesus came uh, and was uh, born uh, and was rejected. His own received Him not, uh, and which is a sad commentary uh, on uh, the Jewish people. Uh, but... Um, as I discussed in Sunday school class, uh, you know, it was necessary uh, that uh, he came uh, and was rejected, that he went to the cross uh, and shed his blood so that you and I uh, can be saved. Uh, and by the way, Jewish people, um, Hindu people, uh, you know, um, Buddhist people, uh, all of them need to be saved by Jesus, all right? Uh, he is the only way. Uh, and I know that uh, there are many, many religions, many, many thoughts uh, concerning religion. But the Bible is God's final rule of faith and practice. Uh, all that we know of God comes from this book. Uh, and when a church or an organization or religion teaches something contrary to this book, we go, we go back to the book. 
Uh, and everybody um, around the world worshiped Jehovah God at one point. Uh, and so the fact that there are all these different religions and, and you know, breaks, break out, I mean, there's all kinds of different Baptists. Uh, but the reason is, is we're human beings and we, uh, we have um, uh, fallacies and we are, uh, you know, oftentimes in error. Uh, and because we, aren't, we don't have the mind of God, I wish we do. I say and pray for uh, my wife because she's sick. And I can feel it coming on right now. I knocked on wood during Sunday school, and uh, I guess this laminate uh, or whatever on top of this uh, uh, didn't work. And uh, so I can feel myself getting sicker uh, at, the, at the second. Uh, so pray for me uh, as well. But um, as, I, as I spoke to this, or text back to this guy and pray, his name's Troy, I'll uh, be witnessing to him some more. And, uh, and by the way, take every opportunity you can. Questions, if somebody is, has questions about God, uh, and faith, um, man, you take that as a green, a green light uh, to, you know, there's none that seeketh after God. We know that from the Bible. And sometimes people are looking for answers and they're on a, you know, spiritual journey and uh, in all the ways that we explain it. Uh, but, um, but I, you know, somebody, you know, somebody asked me about God and asked me about religion. I mean, I'm dropping everything I'm doing uh, in that moment to try to help them. Uh, and, uh, and so take that uh, as of the Lord. So John, uh, the revelator, uh, we're doing Revelation, going through the book of Revelation, our Sunday school class, mine, uh, in the auditorium, uh, the writer of the Gospel of John, and then these uh, three uh, small books uh, here uh, in the New Testament, uh, five times uh, in this epistle uh, that uh, he emphasizes, John does in very clear language, uh, the fact and purpose of why Jesus came, all right? Uh, why, why we celebrate Christmas, uh, but why beyond the holiday? Uh, it is what it is. Uh, and again, uh, you know, we get closer to it. Uh, I'll preach more about it and, uh, and tell people to relax in some areas, and, as I do every year. Uh, but uh, don't you like these little lights they got uh, here up in the front? Uh, I think those are pretty cool, and they got some more they're going to put out over here. And, uh, but we don't put a Christmas tree in the, in the auditorium because people will freak out. Uh, we put one in the foyer, and that kind of you know, mellows the freaking out uh, for some people. But, um, but here's the thing when it comes to Christmas. Uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm thankful that the world stops uh, to, to recognize that Jesus was born. And, uh, and so try to, with uh, all the little differences, set them aside, uh, and, uh, and you, will, you will survive <laughs> the Christmas season. So five times uh, he points out why Jesus came, which I'm going to focus on here uh, this morning. But we know from the Bible uh, that his coming was prophetically anticipated. Uh, you don't need to turn to these. I'll read them uh, quickly. Uh, but in Numbers chapter number 24, verse number 17, a star and scepter out of Israel was prophesied. It says, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy all the children of Sheth. Matthew chapter number 2 speaks of this in verses 1 and 2. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is, that, uh, is, uh, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship them. So those who were students of the word, which most people were, by the way, at that time, the law, and, uh, and uh, they knew that this Messiah was prophesied and that he would be coming, so they were looking for it. 
Uh, and uh, those that came, uh, these wise men, these magi, uh, of course, should have been a big clue to uh, others in the Jewish nation. Uh, but uh, he was born. He was born king of the Jew, a star and scepter out of Israel. Uh, the Bible speaks of the virgin birth of Emmanuel in Isaiah chapter number 7. And verse number 14, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name uh, Emmanuel. Uh, by the way, I say this every time I speak of that verse. If your uh, verse that you're reading uh, says, Behold, a maiden. Uh, if it doesn't say a virgin, uh, you got the wrong Bible in your hands. Uh, and so uh, it's, it's important. You change the words, you change the meaning. Uh, and uh, the, the Messiah, the prophesied Messiah, was prophesied to be born of a virgin. All right? And to not get into all the biology, uh, but when you take that word out and you put another word in there, it changes everything. All right? And, and so just my advice to you, um, uh, just you got to get a King James Bible uh, and, and, uh, because other versions change it. And here's the reason why they do that. I don't want to get off on too big of a tangent. Uh, but Satan attacks the deity of Christ. Jesus, God, Jesus is God born uh, as a man. Uh, and, uh, and so he is 100% God, 100% man. But when you, when you change and make him uh, born uh, of a man and a woman and not a virgin, um, it's an attack on the deity of Christ. And I've got zero tolerance for attacks on his deity. And uh, so I don't apologize uh, for saying you ought to get a different Bible in your hand, uh, but it'll help you, and it'll help you to follow along in the services. Uh, but uh, you don't want something in your hand that attacks uh, the, the deity of your Savior, all right? And by the way, it'll attack it in, in, in uh, all kinds of areas. Uh, even the blood uh, is uh, removed from, uh, from many of those uh, Bible versions uh, in the, the uh, the aspect or the, the blessings of it, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. That's what the Bible teaches us. Matthew chapter number 1, verse 22 and 23 says, Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God uh, with us. So Jesus is God with us, Emmanuel, prophesied uh, in the Old Testament, Numbers, Isaiah, uh, Micah, chapter number 5, verse number 2, uh, says that he would be born in Bethlehem. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me, that is to be a ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from old, from everlasting. Matthew 2, verse 1 says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. So Old Testament, uh, the Messiah uh, was prophesied uh, to come, uh, and uh, he was going to be born of a virgin. Uh, his name will be Emmanuel, uh, meaning God with us, was born in Bethlehem, just like he said. Uh, and, uh, and so the coming of Jesus was prophetically anticipated, uh, and it was historically uh, authenticated, uh, of course, in the four Gospels, uh, in the epistles, uh, by um, secular historians, uh, by uh, many, many witnesses, of course. Uh, and as I mentioned in Sunday school, he, he's either, uh, Jesus either God uh, or the, the, the biggest lunatic that ever lived. And uh, he can't just be a man, just can't be a good prophet, can't be just a good man, uh, because uh, he... Uh, basically would have just basically duped the entire world. Uh, and somebody who does that's not a good man. All right. So Jesus is God. 
uh, or he isn't. And if he isn't God, then you're lost and in your sins uh, and on your way to hell. And uh, I'm so thankful uh, for the Word of God uh, that teaches us uh, in, in a way that we can understand. It's not that other religions don't understand. Uh, if you're to go to talk to somebody, maybe, and again, if you're here today and you're Jehovah's Witness, um, I'll pray, that, pray for you. Uh, but Jesus uh, is God. Uh, and uh, in uh, other religions and denominations and cults or whatever, uh, they get it mixed up. Not because God's mixed it up, it's because human beings have mixed it up. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, so there, are, there are lots of people uh, that don't believe that Jesus uh, is God. This is, he is, his coming was prophesied, his coming has been authenticated. And so what we want to do, or what I want to do uh, this morning, just from 1 John, uh, look at a couple reasons why he came. Look at 1 John chapter number 3 in uh, verse number 5. <laughs> and I love these, they're small books, but they pack a mighty punch. And uh, all the Word of God does, and, and there's so much truth uh, in these. Uh, and it can be confusing at times because religion, uh, some religion teach sinless perfection, uh, that, um, that if you're saved, you never sin. Uh, and, uh, and some of the proof texts, they rest verses out of the context of these chapters and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and come up with those types of... That's why, by the way, how all cults and false religions started is by taking a verse or part of a verse and going to seed on it without understanding what the context is. Uh, the book of 1 John was written to Christians, to the elect, to uh, his children, God's children. Uh, and uh, that's one of the uh, first mistakes that people uh, would make. But in verse number 5 of chapter number 3, it says this, And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Uh, one of the biggest reasons, of course, that Jesus came uh, was he came to be our sin bearer, uh, to bear our sin. He who knew no sin, to bear our sins. The word manifested uh, infers to uh, Jesus' preexistence, which why I spoke about it in John chapter number 1. Uh, Jesus is God, and God is eternal. So Jesus existed in eternity past, in eternity present. Uh, when was Jesus created? He never was created. Uh, he is God. Uh, when was the Holy Spirit created? He wasn't created. Uh, he is God. Uh, and uh, so God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So He was manifested, and you know that He, Jesus, was manifested to take away our sins. His birth uh, in uh, Bethlehem was not His origin. Uh, in the beginning, as I read, uh, was the Word, and the Word was with God. First John 1, verses 1 and 2 says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the Word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. He was manifested to take away our sins, which means He became our sin bearer. Why was it necessary for Jesus to come and die on the cross for the sins of men? Uh, because He would be the only perfect sacrifice. Um, and nobody, else could, nobody else could do it. If Jesus is not God in the flesh, uh, then a man um, died at Calvary and shed His blood, and we are all lost and without hope. Uh, but... In Him, in Jesus, was no sin. The Bible says that He was tempted in all manners as we are yet without sin. By the way, temptation is not a sin. Right. If temptation is a sin, then Jesus was a sinner. Are you following me? 
And so temptation, uh, when, when we, we don't combat it, when we don't, uh, it draws us away and, and entices us and, uh, and uh, lust and everything that is present, uh, and we then sin. But temptation is not a sin, and God has given you a way to escape. There's no temptation given you that's such as common to man. Uh, and so there's, uh, Jesus was tempted in all manners, just as we are, yet was without sin. Uh, he did not um, uh, sin. He's not a sinner. Uh, and it just drives me batty uh, when, when uh, religionists and skeptics and whatever, uh, they make stuff out of like, you know, G- Jesus' relationship with Mary Magdalene uh, and all this crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, what the devil wants to do uh, is take the hope that we have in Christ away uh, through um, skepticism, through all the, the dumb things uh, that religionists do. Uh, Jesus walked this earth. And you ever think about that? You know, I, I was just with my grandchildren uh, and uh, Carson uh, and Lily. Uh, and Carson, Carson's uh, in, one of the, it's one, in the stage, uh, the, the two-year-old stage. And he, he throws stuff everywhere. You know, if you're not looking, boom, you get hit with a toy. Uh, and just, it's just, that's just the way, it's how he shows affection. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but um, can you imagine, um, uh, there, there was no terrible twos for Jesus. Uh, you know, I, I, just, I, just, I just think that way. I just try to, you know, he's probably a perfect little kid. Uh, and, uh, and on and on and on. Uh, you know, did he have runny noses, get colds? And I, he's a man, he's the God man. Uh, I'm not saying that he's, he's tempted in all manners we are. He probably has all the, all the stuff. But he never sinned. He never lied to his mom and dad. Uh, and, and even in fact, when he was, uh, they left and, uh, and they found that Jesus was in the caravan, they come back like, hey, what's up? Uh, and he's like, I've got to be about my father's business. And of course, they knew what he meant. Uh, and uh, and it, they, they, didn't, they didn't ground him, <laughs> you know. Uh, he wasn't in disobedience. He was obeying his father. So if you're with me and understand Jesus is our sin bearer, he was without sin, say amen. amen. So the provision of Jesus being manifested in the flesh was for me. It was for you. Uh, sin has to be paid for. It can be either paid for by dying uh, and going to hell, in uh, in paying for my sin, or uh, I can accept by faith through grace the the gift of God, the payment for my sin in Jesus's shed blood. Uh, he shed His blood to make payment for my sin, for your sin, to provide it for uh, the sins of the whole world. Uh, but the way that it's appropriated in your life is by faith. Um, he died for you, uh, but whether you receive uh, that by faith uh, is a whole nother thing. So as I said at the beginning in the prayer, if there's someone here that's not saved, the first thing you got to realize is that Jesus died for you. Uh, he came to be your sin. He was man- God manifested in the flesh uh, to be your sin bearer. 1 John chapter number 3, verse number 8. The Bible says here, He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So not only was Jesus manifested uh, to be my sin bearer, he was manifested to come to destroy the works of Satan. Satan is the originator of all sin. Uh, I, I was kidding uh, in Sunday school. Um, I saw uh, people always do these things on uh, social media. So it's like there's a cafeteria uh, and there's all these tables 
Uh, and uh, you can set at a table with uh, a Bible character. So over here is Moses, and you know here's you know Paul. Uh, so you got one hour, uh, and, and the question is, who are you going to spend that? Hour, where are you going to sit and spend that hour? How many have seen that uh, on the internet? That's just me. Oh, a couple of you did. All right. And uh, and so one of the tables was Adam and Eve. And so I said, I'm going to go sit at table three, whatever it was. I'm going to go sit at Adam and Eve because I, I got a bone to pick with them. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, uh, sin and sin nature. And, and, and you know, when, when Adam and Eve sinned, remember they blamed, you know, you know Eve blamed, you know, he blamed Eve, Eve blamed Satan. Satan uh, is the originator of all sin. So as much as I'm like, hey, you know, um, they fell uh, in the garden. And God, by the way, had, you know, had different plans, uh, but he also had a plan uh, that's something that we can't wrap our mind around, uh, and, uh, but, uh, but Satan uh, is the originator. All suffering, all sickness, and sorrow uh, it is because of the presence of sin in the world, and Jesus was manifested in the flesh to destroy Satan. Now, we know that, um, you know, uh, that in the end, uh, Satan, there's a final rebellion, Satan is bound, and uh, we look at the end times, but uh, between, now, between now and then, and there's a time where he's, you know, uh, God uh, is, uh, is, is really heaven on earth, right, during the millennial reign, uh, but Satan's loosed uh, and uh, trouble begins. Uh, but uh, sickness, you know, sickness is a result of sin. Difficulty is a result of sin. Uh, sin is what we should be against. And Jesus came and was manifest. Jesus' incarnation came to destroy Satan and to restore to us all that was lost through sin. Satan was defeated once and for all. The, book, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 2, verse 14, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had, uh, that had the power of death, that is, the devil. So he, Satan's been defeated. Uh, I like um, that song that uh, says that when we, when we feel uh, that we've sinned or, uh, it, uh, and we're feeling bad about that, that we remind, we remind the devil uh, what, uh, you know, what's going to happen to him, uh, what has happened and what will happen to him. We see this illustrated in Scripture uh, in different places. On the cross, um, he did this potentially. Uh, and at his second coming, of course, he will do it actually. Revelation 20, verse number 10 uh, says, And the devil that deceived them was cast in a lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. In fact, uh, we read in the Bible that, that hell was created uh, for the devil uh, and uh, for his angels. Uh, and you don't got to go there. Um, you, you, you've been, it's, salvation has been provided for. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, and uh, and I, it, it, it bothers me, and, and it's, not, it's not a funny thing, it's a sad thing, really, uh, when people say, well, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to go to hell with all my friends. Uh, but it's a place, the Bible says, is, uh, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth, where the worm dieth not, there's darkness. And that, by the way, that worm dieth not means, you know, the temptation and the, and the lust and the, all the things that are in life. It's like you have, you have all that stuff, uh, it, you know, on steroids, uh, and it's never satisfied. It's where the worm dieth not. Hell is not a place where you're going to go and party with your friends. Uh, it's where you're going to burn in hell forever and not die 
uh, and, and have zero relief to where we read in the book of, of Luke, just a, just a drop of water uh, on the tongue would bring such, such relief. You ever, you ever just, you know, uh, here, you're, you're thirsty and you want some water and somebody, and you're like, oh, that's good. But in hell, the Bible says that that would, that would bring uh, a, a, a relief. Uh, so hell is not a place that you want to go. Uh, and uh, the Bible says, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come, Jesus, that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Satan uh, is a thief. Jesus came to give us eternal life uh, and victory over Satan. Uh, and uh, and uh, he attacks and he accuses God's children, uh, but his defeat has already been announced. Uh, and, uh, and the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Uh, this is Romans 16, verse number 20. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Uh, amen. So Jesus came to be our sin bearer. Uh, he also came and was manifested uh, in the flesh. God became man uh, so that he can defeat Satan. And number three, we find in 1 John chapter number four and verse number nine. Um, by the way, if you're new, this might be new to you. If you hear, you've heard me say this uh, and, uh, and preach this message uh, before, uh, but, um, but it's vital. And, uh, and my responsibility as a pastor is to remind us of these things. Uh, and uh, why, did you, why did he come? Uh, there are, by the way, there are people like this, this man that I'm praying for that doesn't understand who he is, let alone why he came, and doesn't realize that he came for him. Uh, and often as Christians, we know that he came and he died for us, yet we, can't, we, we have a hard time even explaining it to somebody. I hope that you're taking notes and just even if it's just taking these five verses and circling them with a pen uh, in your Bible uh, and uh, you can say, here's why, this is why we celebrate Christmas. This is why Jesus came uh, and, uh, and he became my sin bearer and he, and he gives me victory uh, over Satan. Uh, but he also comes to give eternal life. First John 4 verse number 9, it, it, in this was manifested the love of God toward us. Because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Uh, eternal life uh, is man's greatest need. Uh, and uh, without eternal life, uh, you know, w- what we're faced with is eternal separation from God uh, or eternal death. Uh, that lake of fire. Uh, the Bible speaks that if you're born again, your name is, is written in the Lamb's book of life. If you're not saved, your name is blotted out. Uh, the Word of God teaches us that if we're not born again, we're of our father, the devil. Uh, but if you are saved, you're uh, one of his children. And by, not everybody is God's children. Uh, not everybody can cry, Abba, Father, uh, like those who are, uh, are, uh, that belong to him. If you're saved today, you've been bought with a price, the greatest gift uh, that you've ever been given. Uh, in heaven is your home, uh, but you have an advocate uh, in Jesus Christ. You have, you have, you have so much to be thankful for uh, and, uh, and to look forward to. Uh, but uh, eternal life, that's what people need. They need Jesus. Uh, they, you know, uh, politics and all this, what people need is the Lord. Uh, and, and by the way, that's what you should, that should be front of mind in every debate. Um, I just, uh, I, I watched a, a little portion of a clip of a debate uh, and, uh, and uh, the pastor uh, was, was debating another um, religionist, uh, and I think they were, talk, they were, they were debating um, flat earth or round earth. And uh, anyways, and so uh, the, the pastor finally got, he just got frustrated, uh, and he said, turn his mic off and get him out of here. 
And so a bunch of, uh, um, I like that they had bouncers, <laughs> you know. Uh, so a couple of bouncers come up and uh, take the guy's stuff and kick him out of there or whatever. And, uh, but you know what? That, that guy doesn't need to be convinced that the earth is round. Uh, he needs to be convinced that Jesus is Lord. And, uh, and when somebody is attacking the scriptures, you can read the Bible, you can understand portions of it, you can, you can be a scholar of it, and you can be lost and on your way to hell. Uh, and, uh, and you can say, I've done all these things in your name. And he says, depart from me, ye that work iniquity, I never knew you. Uh, so salvation is, is free, but it costs something greatly. Uh, but it's, uh, and it's, the plan of salvation is simple. But sometimes it's so simple that people miss it. Of course, the Holy Spirit of God needs to draw a man or a woman, a child, uh, to him. Uh, and, and so the greatest need uh, is Jesus. Um, do people need uh, food and, and shelter and uh, humanitarian things? Absolutely. Um, but by the way, I, I'll never give to an organization that gives people food but never, doesn't give them the gospel. And, uh, and uh, we can, um, uh, it's just kind of like, you know, you can feed somebody and, uh, and, and, and that's good. Um, but, uh, but Jesus really is the need. How do we acquire eternal life? First John chapter number 5, verse 11 and 12 says this, And this is the record that God hath given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. So, for example, if somebody is in a religion that says that Jesus is not the Son of God, they're lost. And uh, because if, if it says, he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Um, it does, it's, it's, it's not any simpler than that. Uh, so, uh, so especially uh, when you have somebody in your life that uh, says Jesus was just a prophet or Jesus was just a good man. Uh, if, he's, if he's not the Son of God, uh, then he's nothing. And if you don't have the Son of God, you don't have eternal life. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how much you go to church. Does it, it, I don't care if you teach Sunday school. I don't care if you're the pastor. Uh, without Jesus, you don't go to heaven. Do you know uh, that you have eternal life? He came, he was manifested, that he can become our sin bearer. Uh, he was manifested uh, so that he could have victory and conquer Satan. He came and was manifested, the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son, that we might live through Him. He came to give us eternal life. 1 John chapter number 4, verse number 10. The Bible says, Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us, and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. He came to be the propitiation for our sins. That word propitiation means to atone for. Um, he became the sacrificial lamb of God that takes away our sins. His sacrificial offering appeased the wrath of God uh, and God's demand for holiness and righteousness. Uh, just for a second, um, God is love, um, but God is also holy. Uh, and the wrath of God because of sin and, uh, and the, the proclamation that sin brings death uh, and that we must be born again. Uh, there must, a payment must be made for sin. Jesus was manifested uh, to atone for my sin, to meet the demands of justice, the wrath of God. Uh, if, if that demand is not met through the blood of Jesus, it, His wrath uh, and, uh, and, and, and righteousness and holiness, that's why people, when the Lamb's Book of Life is open and, and your name is blotted out, you're cast in a lake of fire. Uh, which the Bible says is your second death. Uh, and I know people say, if you're not born twice, you die twice. Uh, 
And uh, you must be born again. You can't get to heaven through any other way except through Jesus Christ and his payment for our sin. So sin is contrary to the nature of God. God, he can't allow sin into heaven. So sin must be punished. God's nature demands uh, punishment of sin. Uh, and the Bible says, verse, 1 Peter 2, verse number 24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes we are healed. Uh, and uh, he, um, Jesus, his shed blood is the only means for dealing with sin. Uh, and, uh, and there's no other way, no other measure can atone for your sin. You can't do it. A priest can't do it. A church can't do it. Um, nobody can pray you into heaven. Uh, it, it's, 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 and, and if you die without Christ, the Bible says it's too late. Uh, and, uh, and you'll suffer by uh, the second death uh, in the lake of fire, separation from God, only through Jesus Christ. He became uh, the propitiation, uh, was manifested for that express purpose. Sin was dealt with once, and for all by cross, by Christ on the cross of Calvary, uh, and for that I'm eternally thankful. Number five, and lastly, First John four, verse number fourteen. The Bible says, "And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world." Why did Jesus come? Uh, he came to be the Savior of the world. Um, God had a foreordained plan uh, as that Jesus would be the Savior of the world, uh, and that atoning work was accomplished at the cross and is adequate for everybody, everywhere. Um, by the way, Jesus died um, for everybody. Um, he, he, he died for Hamas terrorists. Um, he, 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 everybody, God loved, they died for everybody. So that's what, that's what they need. Uh, everybody needs Jesus. Uh, and the Bible says, wherefore, verse, Hebrews 7, verse 25, wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he live, ever liveth to make intercession for us. He is able to save all that come to him uh, through Jesus. Uh, Acts 16, 31, and they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Romans 10, verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Luke 13, 3, I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. So we see three great truths concerning salvation. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, call upon the Lord, uh, and repentance. Uh, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He came to became uh, to become the Savior of the world. Now, I'm preaching the gospel uh, to a local church in Puyallup, uh, South Hill. And uh, first and foremost, I don't want you to miss the message of 1 John. Um, and I know in, a, in a, a group this size, there are people that don't know Jesus as their own personal Lord and Savior. And, uh, and every week we give an invitation. Sometimes my message might not be a completely gospel message uh, on a Sunday morning, but uh, as much as I can, I try to make sure uh, that the gospel is mentioned and that people have an opportunity uh, to give their life to Christ. And, uh, and today will be no exception to that. Uh, but, but almost every time uh, we'll have people that acknowledge that they're lost and without Jesus. And they leave lost. Uh, which means this, you know, I mean, you have no promise for tomorrow. I mean, we, you can have an aneurysm and just keel over uh, and you're gone just like that. Uh, in fact, uh, well, Christmas morning, um, many years ago, my uh, wife's uncle 
he went up, the, they're having Christmas, uh, he went up to put a log on the fireplace and, and was gone for too long. Someone went up there, just dead, right in front of the fireplace. Uh, I think in his 40s or whatever at the time. And, um, you know, I mean, you don't plan on it. And uh, so we can step out into eternity uh, just like that. So whenever God deals with your heart, about, especially when it comes to salvation, um, choose, um, accept. Take that as of the Lord that God has brought you here to this church to hear the gospel preached, that the Holy Spirit of God touched your heart, that you would acknowledge that you need Him, uh, and then swallow pride, whatever it is, and respond to the invitation that is given. And somebody can take you off to a side room, uh, fellowship hall, whatever, and you can get that settled in your heart today. Um, why, take, why take the risk of knowing that God is dealing with you uh, and then to walk away and not deal uh, with, uh, with, your, with eternal life. Um, and um, it's just, you know what, I mean, obviously it would break my heart, um, but I see, you know, you raise your hand. And, um, and then, to, then to get the news that you went off into eternity and, and all those questions that are there, it's like, did they? I mean, they raised their hand, they didn't know. Did they, did they settle that with God? Why don't you settle that today? Uh, so if God speaks to your heart, Everybody in this room, the people that come to this altar, the ones that don't, everybody in, that is here today and not here today are rooting for you to be saved. Uh, and uh, there's, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Uh, it, is, it is the greatest thing that could ever happen to you. And so if you're here today and you're not saved, I hope that you, uh, that you trust Christ as your personal Savior, that you believe that He is God that came, to be your, the propitiation. He atoned for your sin. He shed His blood on Calvary. Uh, and by faith, uh, we accept that atoning sacrifice. Uh, and we believe that He died for us personally. And we say, God, forgive me for my sins. And we accept the gift. We call on Him. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can know, uh, in fact, First John says, these things I've written unto you that you may know that you have eternal life. Not hope so. I have a no-so salvation. Amen. Um, not because I'm a good person. I'm not. Uh, because Jesus died for me and paid my sin debt. Amen. And I've accepted that by faith. Uh, and so when God, you might look at me and think I'm terrible. Uh, but when Jesus, when God looks at me, he sees Jesus in his righteousness. And, uh, and so, uh, so I'm thankful uh, for the promise uh, that God's given me in His Word. Uh, but for the, those of you who are saved, here's five things that you can share with other people during Christmas season uh, and uh, remind them that He came, not so we can get Christmas presents and eat ham or whatever it is that you eat for Christmas. Uh, and uh, family gatherings and all that stuff are great, wonderful, and I, I recommend it. Um, but, but Jesus came not for us to celebrate a national holiday and get a day off of work. Um, but, but that he came to die uh, for the whole world. And, uh, and that uncle, uh, you know, that's at your Christmas thing that you don't like, uh, Jesus loves him, wants him to be saved. And, uh, and they, need, they need the Lord. And who greater to tell them uh, than a child of God yourself? And, uh, and so share that witness with them. Let's all stand uh, this morning with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And just as uh, we've done uh, in the past, um, I'll do again today.
uh, and our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, and you say, Pastor, I'm here today, uh, and I know that Jesus came to be my sin bearer, and on a date, I remember, uh, I asked Jesus Christ to save me, forgive me, and to save me, and I became a child of God, and I know that heaven is my home based on the promise of God's word, uh, and I've settled that in my heart and life today. Uh, would you just raise your hand by testimony and say, I know that I'm saved. Uh, thank you. you can put your hands down. Um, and you're here today, perhaps, and, and you don't know that for sure. And you admit before God and, and, uh, and uh, me as I'm looking at, uh, and say, Pastor, I, you know, I'm not saved. I, if I was to die today, I'm not sure where I would go. And God, the Holy Spirit, revealed that to me in this message today. And, uh, and, and, and I, I want to know more. Uh, about how to be saved. And that would be your test. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. You say, um, I'm, I'm not saved. I'm lost. I'm not a child of God. I don't know where I'm going to go when I die. And you would just raise your hand up and put it right back down. And so I can see it. Just raise your hand up, put it right down and say, I'm not saved, uh, but I'd like to know. Anybody like that at all today? All right. By that testimony, uh, that's that you know Jesus as your Savior. Now, I don't, now, I don't believe that. Uh, and so you've got to let the Holy Spirit of God uh, work uh, in your life and obey the Spirit as He moves. And so maybe He isn't uh, nudging you right now. Maybe He is. Uh, but, um, man, don't take that risk of stepping out of eternity, having heard the gospel, and some of you on numerous occasions, and saying no to the Holy Spirit, no to the Holy Spirit, uh, and then step out having rejected Christ. Don't do that. Uh, but Christians, maybe you know somebody that you can pray for today that needs Jesus. And maybe you can make a commitment at the altar that you'll be the one to take the gospel to them. Uh, and that you can show them that, uh, that Jesus came for the, all the reasons that we listed today. As the panel begins to play, if God spoke to your heart, let's just spend a moment in prayer for those that we know that need Jesus. Um, for boldness to share the gospel with them. Uh, or maybe just to thank Him for one or all of the reasons that were listed this morning on why he came. God manifested in the flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. Not just a good prophet, not just a good man, God in the